What's up, guys? Alex Contreras alongside Eli Sussman. The mayor of Marlins Park is here today at the barbecue. Shout out to Mike Biana for joining us. Mike, how do you feel right now? Tell me, voice your opinion right now. How does all Marlins Nation feel after 17 years winning the playoffs? All right, well, first of all, what's up, Alex? What's up, Eli? What's up, Fish Stripes? Marlins Barbecue, always down to have a little bit of that. Um, this is your boy, Mike B., as they call me at Marlins Park, a.k.a. Mike Biana. That's my government name. But, uh, yeah, and so this, <laughs> this has been a crazy season, guys. It's, um, you know, it was most seasons are a marathon, not a sprint. This was the complete opposite of that. 60 games and... Honestly, the last homestand we had was wild. 15 games in 11 days, four doubleheaders, um, but really favorable. And so I just want to shout out our Marlins fans. We've missed you. Uh, we are sad that you couldn't be here at Marlins Park with us this season. But know that every single game we put on, all the players were thinking of you, all of our front office staff were thinking of you. With every game that I worked, every game that I announced, every show that I hosted, I thought of you. So uh, just... You know, hopefully we can get get back together sooner rather than later at uh, 501 Marlins Way. Um, but this season was magical, man. Um, like you said, first time in 17 years, the Marlins have made it to the playoffs. I actually thir turned 30 years old the night that we clinched. So that was a special night for me. Um, but going back to that, doing the math, the last time we were in the playoffs, I was 13 years old in the seventh grade. And... <laughs> That's entirely too long. So I'm uh, just really excited and really happy for um, all of our guys in that Miami, bled, uh, Miami Blue and Caliente Red to get back into the playoffs facing an old nemesis in the Chicago Cubs. Yo, how exciting is it as a Miami Marlins fan after 17 years, bro? I, I, me, <laughs> like Mike, I was 13 years old when the Marlins last got into the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I can say, and Mike can back me up here, when I was 13 years old, bro, I was like on that sandlot mode. Like I knew every right. single set of my Miami Marlins player, my Florida Marlins player at that moment. And like, yeah, how man. good does it feel, bro, that after 17 years, uh, like it's not as bad as the Cubs fans, but we finally back into the playoffs <laughs> and it feels good, bro. Like it doesn't feel like, yo, for real, we 30 years old, Mike, you and me. But like, I feel sometimes when I talk to these younger Marlins fans, it's like, yo, back in my day, they were the Florida Marlins. And it's yeah, like, yo, yeah. now we finally got a connection with them, bro. And it's like the 2020 season happened and the coronavirus had to struck uh, for the Marlins to be in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? At the end of the day, um, this is something that the this organization um, and this new ownership group was working towards. I mean, just from day one, they knew that they, they wanted to build a sustainable, consistent winner. And I know that this took a lot of people by surprise. And I, you know, I, I've taken my fair share of lumps from a lot of people saying like, you work for that team. They, they don't win anything. What's the point? Well, I always believed, you know, and so it was a, it was a very special ride this season. And, uh, you know, going how, back to. How, spe how special was it though? Like, it's incredible how the universe works, right? Like, yeah. Derek Jeter was an all-time great <laughs> New York Yankee, right? And he comes, and he's part owner of the Miami Marlins. He lost the World Series to us in 03. And look at him now, bro. Like, who would have thought that the Miami Marlins cl classify for a postseason game? They get make it to the playoffs, right? And they do it against the New York Yankees in New York. And, like, the only collection, like, the, the, the connection is, yeah, you got Derek Jeter to the Yankees. But you think yeah. about Don Mattingly. You think about Don Mattingly. Right. Don Mattingly was a great as a Yankee. And, like, right. bro, baseball. it's so beautiful to see it flourish and, like, come together. Like, the universe is so beautiful. Like, we can talk about things and we can plan we things. Can. But we God in the universe has different things for us, bro. <laughs> and, like, how beautiful is it? Like, nobody would have thought 25 years ago that Don Mattingly – was the the hit king, the freaking Yankee of right. all time? Everybody loved him, the hit man, right? And look at him right. now; he's exactly. a, he's that a manager of the Marlins, and yeah. everybody it's like, yo, Donnie Baseball, is he gonna stick it through? Is he gonna be able to get over the hump? And look, he came over from the he came over from the Dodgers to the Marlins. He stuck it through. He's been through a whole roller coaster of a mm -hmm. ride. Shout out to Donnie Baseball for sticking it through in the good times and the bad times. And I yeah. take the tip of the hat to him, bro, because he stuck it through in the good times and the bad times. And I'm so proud that, like, yo, the last time the Marlins made it to the postseason, it was in 03. We did it against the Yankees. And the last yeah. time the Marlins did anything, yo, we just clinched. 
in New York. In the New, New York. York Yankees, the owner, the, our former owner, New York, the New York Yankees, Derek Jeter. He used to be an all-time I mean, Yankee great. You know what I'm saying? It's like things like so that. It's like, yo, nobody could nobody could ever flourish in that. Nobody was gonna think, yo, Don Man is gonna be a Marlins, you know, the Marlins in 25 years. Nobody was thinking about the Marlins like 25 years ago, you know, 30 years ago. And it's so I mean, we've only been around him happening. Yeah, we've only been around 28 seasons. So listen, if you think about it this way, like if Someone said to you back in, I don't know, 94, 95, right? Uh, Don Mattingly is going to clinch a playoff spot on September 25th, 2020, as a manager of a baseball team at Yankee Stadium. Everyone four years after, four, I'm sorry, four years after your superstar player, Jose, so Jose Fernandez passed away. Like, yeah. yo, it's so incredible how the universe links up. Like four years ago yeah. today, I've been to a lot of baseball games in my life. You know what I'm saying? Ever since I've been five, four years old, my pops and my mom took me to a lot of baseball mm-hmm. games. But I've never been to a baseball game and cried. When Jose Fernandez passed away, I cried like a baby. And you know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking about four years ago, what a coincidence. What a fucking coincidence at the moment. see, but now it's almost, it doesn't feel years, like a coincidence. Like, yo, I feel like Jose was looking down on us and he blessed us. Like, yo... I can't even tell you like how much I would have guaranteed us to win a World Series if Jose was on this rotation. Could you imagine? Uh, you have Sixto Sanchez and Sandy Alcantara and Pablo Lopez, and oh, by the and way, Jose? You're eight, Jose. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been ridiculous. Like nobody yeah, would expect for sure. It. All right, but like back to my original thought about this. Imagine this: if back in '94, '95. You know, you told a Yankees fan, hey, Don Mattingly is going to be a manager of a baseball team. And his team is going to clinch a playoff spot at Yankee Stadium on September 25th, 2020. All those Yankees fans would tell you, oh, yeah, as a manager of the Yankees, right? No, (laughs) he's a manager of the Miami Marlins. And at the time, of course, it was the Florida Marlins. So all those people would be so mind blown that Donnie Baseball actually clinched against the Yankees. One, two. Chopped up the middle. Rojas to first. There it is. There it is. And some Marlins win. And for the first time in 17 years, the Marlins are going to the postseason. (laughs) Oh, they've got their backs against the wall. Just all season long, they continue to fight. They continue to battle. And the celebration is on in New York City. So, you know, he's been through a lot. And... I'm going to say this right now, and we've said it, Kyle Seeloff and I, Marlins Radio Network, we have said time and time again, and people are finally coming around to it, that Don Mattingly is the National League Manager of the Year, and I hope they make that announcement when it comes time to do that. Hands down, Don Mattingly, like, you know what I'm saying? The way that this Miami Marlins team is stuck together from the very beginning of spring training 2.0 is incredible. And, like, you know what got me in love with them, Mike? The fact that they're the fighting fish, you're playing like the fighting fish back in 03, back in 97. <laughs> like these guys were like against the whole world, dude. Yeah. Nobody expected them the fish to win the World That's Series right. in 97 after we we came into the league in 93. Nobody expected us to win the World Series in 03 against the New York Yankees and Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, and all those guys. And look at us <laughs> now, bro. Like it feels so good and it only feels so right that the Miami Marlins are in the playoffs. And thank you, coronavirus. Thank you for bringing ah, me whoa. two new. Thank you for bringing me two new, two new cars, and thank you for getting the fish into the postseason. I know we're in the middle of the pandemic and everything, but damn, the coronavirus had to strike Miami, Florida, before the fish got back into the playoffs. Thank right, you, well, sweet baby Jesus. I would, I would slow down on that one though. I will say that the goal was always to try to get into the playoffs, pandemic or not. You know that was always the vision, and obviously the the coronavirus pandemic impacted the Marlins directly. Um, But even if it hadn't, I think that the Marlins were on their way, well on their way to get into the playoffs. And this is something that a lot of fans didn't see. One thing that I will say is that it probably forced the team to go to their prospects a lot earlier than they wanted to, whether that was because they needed to plug some holes or because there was no minor league season for the players. So you got to see players a lot sooner than you probably would have anticipated. You know, guys like Lewin Diaz and Jesus Sanchez. Now you've got guys like 
yeah, Sixto Sanchez for sure. And, you know, I think, I can't speculate, but I think that ultimately the plan was to bring Sixto up this year, pandemic or not. But then you've got guys like Gaz Chisholm and Monte Harrison who are still contributing to this lineup and they haven't been, you know, sent back to the alternate training site and they're getting, they're making huge plays. I mean, you don't win that game on Friday to clinch without Monte Harrison keeping the play alive, being caught in a pickle, you know? Um, and Jazz Chisholm got the start two days in a row. He's His swing is starting to come to form, and that's a gold glove shortstop, I think, there um, in the future he's for the Marlins. Some, he's got some nice pop to him, too. Yeah, like, exactly. Jazz had a, had a hell of a, a clo- closing day at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. He had a yeah, double he off the wall. He had a home run. He made a nice slick feeling play in, in, oh, in the infield. Man. So, like, you know what, man? Shout out to the Marlins front office. Shout out to everybody. Everybody in the Martins front office, from Derek Jeter to Mike Hill, like, yo, guys, we're ex- we're on an accelerated path. Like, exactly, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a super enthusiastic, happy go jolly guy, and I'm thinking always <laughs> the best, right? You know what I'm saying? I was thinking 2020 is gonna be a fun, a crazy fun season. Yo, I would have never thought like <laughs> coronavirus and everything. Yo, we're in the playoffs right now, bro. Playoffs. How cool is it? How cool is it that Mike Hill and Derek Jeter and Bruce Sherman and Gary Dempo, all these guys that made the calls that we traded for Sterling Marte. Shout out to James mm. Rawson. Yo, people don't talk about this enough. The Marlins are making a lot of two out base hits. That's how we're winning ball two games. Two like, yo, that's why I'm not worried about if we face the Cubs, if we face the Padres. Like, I feel so confident. Matter of fact, I hope that in Chicago that they don't let Steve Barman into the stadium because, <laughs> you know what, the Marlins going to make them reminiscent. And when it comes straight to uh, to Chicago, I'm going to punch him in the face. Let's go fish, baby. Let's go. Wow, look at this. This is, this is what you're calling for there. Uh, you know, uh, three-game set, right? So you got to hit him fast. You got to hit him hard. and that's the hope when they're already in, in Chicago, they're already playing at Wrigley, uh, practicing, getting ready. So that's you know what the, the beauty, yo, you know what the beauty of it is, Mike, how long has it been for us as Marlins fans to put the years. bar up, put the bar up, put the expectations up. There's nothing for us. It's not wrong for us to think, yo, we can come to Chicago and punch the Cubs in the mouth and we could possibly steal this series. Like, yo, you gotta have a little attitude. You. Yeah. You have to have yeah. the little bit we of gotta have. We got to have that Miami swag. The, swag, the swagger. You got to have the swagger. You know what? These players have it, man. They're not afraid of anybody. They are. Uh, you saw that interview that Jazz Chisholm had yesterday post game. A lot of people called us bottom feeders and it just, they fed the bottom feeders this year, you know? So I'm, excited ecstatic everything right now to go to war with my brothers we'll remember this we'll remember all the people that said that we weren't supposed to be here that we didn't belong and uh these guys really believe that and that's why i'm so excited for this series because they're about to show a lot of people what the miami marlins baseball team is all about and they're not just gonna roll over and and you know lose two games in a row and go home no 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 they're in here to try to make some noise and it's amazing to be able to say that shout out to mike hill bro who started the whole hashtag why not why us, not bro? us the message to our guys is that you know why not us yo i, I on some real like on some real like talking about it bro like we had we played a 60 game season and like at the end of the day like i don't think the marlins had more than four or five losses in a row you know what I'm saying? And, like, for us to have a winning season after 2009, it's been 10 years, bro. 10 years since we had a winning record. And more than yeah. that, I don't care about the winning record. It's like, yo, we're back in the postseason. And when the fish are in the postseason, we're the legit deal. We're out to win the whole thing. Let's go, Only, Marlins. There you go. Only good things happen when the Marlins make the playoffs, right? I mean, the twice that we've made it, we've won the World Series. And I don't know how long and how sustainable that is. But just the fact that we're here and we have a chance to repeat that to create some more history this time with the Miami Marlins, uh, man, uh, it's just it's a blessing to be a part of. Mike, can I ask you something, man? Like, I know this whole coronavirus has been different to the whole world. It's, it shocked everybody. It's, it's changed our whole lifestyle. Right? Yep. 
That being said, dude, like you're at Marlins Park. I was at Marlins Park opening day this year. Pablo Lopez was on the mound. The Marlins got a win. Yep. But dude, can you describe your experience to our audience, to Marlins Nation, what it was like, dude, to experience your whole like experience, like what you went through this year? Like you, yeah. you were narrating guys. You were saying, here comes a third baseman for the Miami Marlins, <laughs> Brian Anderson. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, dude, that's so right. cool, dude. I like, I sit at home in my bathroom trying to practice. Like, here it comes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to practice it, but you oh, did it. Man. You pulled it off. So, talk to me about this. Talk All to right. Marlins Nation. How you felt? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, obviously, my role as in-game host was ex- expanded this year to be the public address announcer. Um, we just we had a skeleton crew this year, truth be told, just because we have to try to limit the number of people that would go in and out of the ballpark. So um, our public address announcer is Zach Valero. Shout out to him. He does a tremendous job, but I, I had to let him know that I was stepping in for the season. So for me growing up, I actually idolized the, who I would call the original Mike B, Michael Biamonte, the PA announcer for the Miami Heat. And uh, as you may or may not know, I worked for the Heat for five seasons, so I got to work pretty closely with Michael Biamonte. And uh, before you keep going on, before you keep going on, shout out to the Miami Heat with the finals! Yeah, finals, we're gonna, punch, finals. we're gonna punch LeBron in the face. Yeah, you like punching people in the face, huh? All right. Uh, <laughs> so I, I got to learn a lot from Michael Biamonte, and um, you know, we actually greet each other. Hey, Mike B. Hey, Mike B. And uh, I, Mark I follow, yeah, well, you listen, I'm going to do your name. When we get to the end of this, I'm going to have to announce you as if you're a Marlins player. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's awesome, man. Um, so I always wanted to be a PA announcer, but I thought that would be happening later on in my life. But um, I got to step in this year to do it. And I just been practicing like at home, you know, we played a bunch of games on the road first. So I would sit at home and, Whoever was up, I would say now batting such and such number, such and such player. So it was a lot of practice for me. But then being able to do it live in Marlins Park, hear my voice out on those speakers, uh, it was a really cool experience. But at the same time, it was bittersweet, right? Because you didn't have any fans. I wasn't really saying it to anyone except for the benefit of the players and for broadcast. So um, it was a great experience. It was, uh, it was a great practice for sure. Um, but, man, I miss having the fans out there to actually say it to. Yo, if I can, real quick, Mike, I'm not going to lie to you. I was out there the first game, and, like, yo, you reminded me, like, your passion was transmitted into the mic. Like, you Thank tried you. your best to to transmit guys, like, whoever was batting batting up, third baseman, Brian Anderson. Like, you would say some stuff like that, and it was oh. like, yeah, all right, cool. That's cool, right? But it's like awesome. At the same time, like, I respect you, tip of the hat to you. Like whenever the rival team would do something, <laughs> you would like be the most like down guys, like right, a single by Bryce. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It was like, that's yeah, that's be. what it's that's, about. That's how. That's, that's how fans be. love it. Fans love it like that. Like you don't yeah, want to support man. the other team. Like you want to be like. Bryce Harper strikes out. You're right. You know what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> you know, so we, we would announce him. Right. It'll be like now batting number three. Bryce Harper. And and I was like, like now batting the third baseman, number 15, well, Brian Anderson. Uh, like, you know yeah. what? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you got like the, the WWE style, <laughs> like the boxing style. Like, hey, back yeah. in my day, it was WWF, man. I would have done I know, I know. Over here. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Back in the day, man, you know, with, uh, I, and truth be told, a lot of the things that I've learned with being on the microphone, I've taken from wrestling. Like, I, you know, The Rock, Chris Jericho, Stone Cold Steve Austin, they would just say things. I was like, that's really funny. It I'm doesn't gonna... matter what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, exactly. No. Just bring it. Yeah. Who would have so. thought that, bro? It's so crazy. Who would have thought that? Like, yeah. we love The Rock. We love Stone Cold. We love Kurt Angle. We love Chris Jericho Kurt and all those guys. Exactly. And it's like, yo. We were really watching a live soap opera as kids. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It was like a soap opera, soap opera for like ten-year-old kids. Like, I, yeah, and, I then, and then we were like, "Yo, let's step away from the 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 fake thing and let's step into reality." And then we would hop into uh, Jeffrey Laurie or David Sampson. <laughs> uh, well, you know, no comment there. For the people that weren't there to hear your full intros, I mean, that was a privilege that you get. Thing media is actually getting to hear everything that coming out of your mouth real clear. Yeah. But fans that didn't hear it, 
what were some of the individual player names that you thought you had the most fun announcing? Whether oh, man. I'm going to tell you right now. The number one name that I really enjoyed was a call that I came up with um, was James Hoyt. And I know he wasn't on the opening day roster. Obviously, we, we had to add him into our roster to, to plug some holes. In, and he ended up being tremendous for us. But I'll do that call for you just because our front office uh, and my colleagues really started to love it. So here it is. Ready? Do it. Now pitching for the Marlins, number 39, James Hoyt. Hoyt, 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 Hoyt. Right, it's like a quick point. <laughs> I, love, I love doing James Hoyt, so that one's fun for me. Um, and then uh, Lewis Brinson is uh, someone that I've kind of befriended through the years, so uh, his is fun as well for me. Uh, always put a little extra umph into Lewis Brinson. Shout out to Brent Diesel, bro. Like, <laughs> I was one of the guys that was like, yo, I was convinced. Is he going to be able to get it together? He's not going to be able to get it together. But Lewis Brinson, bro, has shown to us in 2020 season, he feels more confident at the base plate. Like, he looks like he's yeah. got some swag with him. And yep. like, yo, like it's a whole different swag to him at the plate. And that's what I'm talking about. Shout out to Lewis Brinson, number 25. Like, yo, I don't know what happened for you to take so long to get to this swag, but I'm so glad you got to this swag. Well, if you if you let me, you know, I I, I got to give you a little bit of insight here because I was able to talk to Lewis about this specifically at some point earlier this season. I was like, yo, what what turned it around for you? Like, what, what was the difference? And he said that, you know, growing up, he was told that baseball is 90% mental and 10% physical. Turns out for him, it's actually 99% uh, mental and 1% physical. You know, obviously you do all the workouts. Um, you know, you try to get that muscle memory with your swing, with being out on the field, with catching and with running the bases. But for him, it was a matter of blocking out all the noise and um, meditating. Like he meditates, I think he said like twice a day at least. Right when he wakes up, he meditates, he reads his Bible. Um, then he goes to the park and his mind is clear and that, that has obviously worked out for him. So it's great to see that he found a way to, to become the player that we all thought he could be. Hell yeah, man. I'm super happy because, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of fans came heavy at him during the whole yeah. like yellow trade and everything. And like, he didn't have his best moment. And I'm super glad yeah. that, you know, Lewis Princeton was able to get it together. And shout out to the Marlins hitting coach, James Rawson, bro. <laughs> like, yo, people don't talk about this enough. Like, the Marlins have been getting a lot of clutch hits with two outs. Two faces. out Marlins. And like, yeah. yo, that's so sexy. It's so <laughs> sexy that we're getting bases with two outs and we're winning games, bro. Like, I can't be the only one that sees it. Mike, how that's, do you feel? That's so important, man. Like, the We've even calling them the two out Marlins just because, like you said, they're clutch. James Rousen has done a tremendous job with these guys with situational hitting, you know, being able to drive the ball the other way, uh, not having to pull it, you know, not trying to muscle a home run every single time. It's about playing within the game, within the flow of the game. And that's that's why you're seeing this. So in addition to that, you know, the more aggressive base running, uh, the more speed on the bases. Um, all of that is generating offense in ways that people in this era of baseball have kind of forgotten to do because it's all or nothing, right? It's either a strikeout or a home run now. Well, the Marlins are learning to hit when when need when they need to in terms of, you know, all right, what do we need in this situation? Will a home run help us? Or will it be more of let's try to drive the ball the other way, bring the runner home. We've got good speed on the bases. How do we generate runs? And that's really been a staple of the Marlins offense in 2020. Yo, shout out to every single fan that's sticking around during the good times yep. and the bad times. Like, yo, how happy are you as a fan? Like, I love that the Miami Marlins have backed up our community during this pandemic. Yeah, and they've been there during the good times and the bad. And they've been help, you know, like giving food and all this yep. to our community. And it's like, yo, how beautiful is it to watch it, like, flourish together and see the Marlins, like, win. They're really winning right now, dude. Like, yeah. the, Marlins officially, the Marlins officially took the number two spot in all of South Florida. They're the number <laughs> two favorites, favorite team in all of South Florida. 
the number one team is the Miami Heat, obviously, because you're going to the finals. But, like, how good does it feel at the Fisher back into the playoffs? Like, dude, I'm All so right, well, proud maybe, of the Miami Marlins. Maybe I'm being a homer because I, I work for the Marlins. But to me, the Marlins are the number one team in South Florida. So let's say let's start there. Uh, secondly, they're winning on and off the field. Like you mentioned, you know, just being able to really deliver to this community in a very tough time. You know, a lot of people are still furloughed or have been laid off, uh, but the Marlins are doing food drives. Like you said, I, there's going to be one next week at Gwen Cherry Park, October 7th. Um, you can find all that on Mars.com, of course, but uh, just being able to really be there, you know, because we don't, we realize we're not just a baseball team. And I, I understand that that's really our primary purpose is to be entertainment. But more importantly, we want to be good stewards of this community. And we want people to know that we're here for Miami. We're here for the 305. So uh, that's why we do things like that. And uh, that's something that you can, you know, continue to count on and not just for the rest of the year, but in the years to come. Yeah, man. I always tell people like there's two types of people that you meet in your life. Right, you mean people that either leave a mark, or you leave people that either leave a stain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and these Miami Marlins, dude, have left their mark in this South Florida community. Like ever since the last regime left, like for real, dude, I'm so proud to say that I'm a Miami Marlins fan. When I met Derek Jeter, I told him thank you so much for for being involved with this team. Like I'm sick and tired of being a laughing stock of the league. And dude, nobody would have bet this shit that we were gonna be four years into it and that we were gonna be in the playoffs. Like the only guy that would have really? bet that was me. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a homer. I'm a homer of the Marlins. Like, I was uh, I was on a podcast on the Nationals UK, the Washington Nationals baseball team that they love them. And I was like, yo, dude, I have so much passion for them during this season. I was like, the Marlins, don't sleep on the Marlins. We, right. can, we can stun the world. And, he, and the, the, the UK guy was like, hey. You know what? Fuck the Nationals. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry about the language. But it was like, yo, your enthusiasm, your excitement over the Marlins is legit. And like, yeah. as a Miami Marlins community, we have reason to be happy. We have reason to be legit, like, happy. Like, felicidad, dog. Like, it's yeah, been man. 17 years, dude. Like, if you think about it, like, if we were a Chicago Cubs fan, it's been 100 years. We never won nothing. But it's been right. 17 years, and in 17 years, we won two World Series, bro. And right. like, yo, I'm not worried about the fucking Atlanta Braves. Like, they're not playing. So <laughs> we got so many consecutive divisions in a row. But, like, what does that mean? The what Marlins, is that translated to, right? Yeah, all those the years. Marlins, the Marlins have translated to whenever they get into it, they're in it to win it. And that's why I'm a Miami Marlins, a Florida Marlins fan. There you go. That's it. I mean, wouldn't you want to be a fan of a, a winning ball club? That's what we do. We get into the playoffs, we win. That's and simple as that. How exciting is it though that we got like a jazz chism? Like we have like oh, we have like we have like locks at positions. Like we have a second baseman, like we're happy with John Birdie, but we got Izan Diaz behind him. Like Jesus yeah. Aguilar is killing it, but behind him yeah. is a Lewin Diaz. Like we got all these guys, like we got so much depth, so much pitching yes. and defense, and that's the key to winning the whole World Series, Mike. Yeah, man. So it's it's really satisfying to be able to see that all of the planning that has led to this point is coming to fruition. Obviously, like I said, it pushed up their timeline a little bit with uh, the coronavirus, not having um, the minor league year that a lot of these guys should have had. Um, but when, when you see Lewin Diaz at first base and he's just like all this power at the plate, right? But then people forget and what he wants people to know is that, no, I'm, I'm a really good fielder. Like, I'm, I'm gold glove level, you know, in terms of my defense. Don't forget that. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, we, we talked about him, just the amount of swag that he brings uh, defensively. I mean, he's just smooth. You know, we call him smooth jazz because, obviously, he is smooth jazz. He's got power. He can hit for, um, he can fit, hit for an average. And then you got Monte Harrison, right? So Monte Harrison is one of the most electrifying players I've ever seen on a baseball field, um, you know. Um, let me talk about. Let me talk about real yeah. quick. Let me talk about jazz. Yeah. Let me talk about how jazz came out onto the field, 
and he had a left blue shoe and a right red shoe. That's right. Like, baby. yo, like, yo, I think that that swag is so gangster, it's so hot. Like, <laughs> that's what the Marlins need. Like, for real, for real. He's, and, like, he's charismatic. He's charismatic, yo. Like, that's he's, what he's I like it. about him. And, like, that's why when, when Derek Jeter said and Gary Demo said, we know, yo, we need a Jazz Chisholm. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question them, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. We're in the postseason right now, postseason 2020, and I'm gonna go over the teams in the National League. We got the we got the Los Angeles Dodgers, the number one seed, the number two seed, the Atlanta Braves, the number three seed, the Chicago Cubs, four seed, the San Diego Padres, the five seed, we got the St. Louis Cardinals, the number six. Seed is your Miami Marlins. That's pretty good. All right. All right. The number seven seed, we got the Cincinnati Reds. The eight seed, the Milwaukee Brewers. (laughs) I like how you tell about that. I learned that that from Mike Biana, baby. Shout out to the the AL AL teams. We got the Tampa Bay Rays, the uh, Oakland Athletics. The uh, Minnesota Twins, Cleveland Indians, New York Yankees, Houston Astros, Chicago White Sox, Toronto. Or, I'm sorry, Buffalo Blue Jays. <laughs> the Buffalo Wild Wings. That's what I love about it. Yo, that, I'm not going to lie to you. Mike, Mike, that's what I love about you. When we play in a home team, like I used to say this to the Spanish narrators, uh, Alberto Ferreiro and Yiki, I'd be like, yo, you can't mm. narrate a home run like the opposite team hit nah. a home run. You celebrating, you gotta be like, you gotta monotone it. That's you know what right. I'm saying? Ain't nobody better than that than the Miami Heat narrator or my Biana. <laughs> you know, that's the goal. We we uh obviously for me, I only get to do like their actual names when they when they're coming up to bat. But if I were like a play-by-play commentator, which is something I've also wanted to do. Uh, say, you know, Bryce Harper hits one out, like, and there's a deep drive to left center field. It's going, going, and gone. Harper with a home run. You know, you do it real monotone because, like, I'm not going to be excited for the other team, you know, but if it's Cooper lifts one out to left center field, it's going, going, and it's out of here. Cooper with his fifth home run of the season. The Marlins are up 7-2. to more excitement, right, for Garrett Cooper than I would for someone else on the other team. One thing I wanted to get out of you is something you tried this year, obviously with no fans in the ballpark. You experimented with the BP live show. What, you did about yeah, five of those? And I don't yeah. know how many people got to watch those live. I did because, you know, this is <laughs> because I'm all over all everything Marlins. Right. And because, um, even the guys that, when I said Alex or any of our other writers at the ballpark, um, from the press box, you can only see so much, but you were able sure. to coordinate all those actual camera guys in order to get really close yep. uh, from all these angles at all the players in BP. And you had the special interviews going on during the show. And yep. so, so I loved it. I don't know how many people saw it. Um, I don't know if there's plans to bring that back in 2021, but that was, yeah. I thought, it was incredible the, uh, that you were able to set that up. Do you, can you tell us like how that idea came about, how that all started? Yeah. First of all, thanks for watching that. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but we did start to reach into the thousands of people watching, um, both on Facebook and Marlins.com. So that was really, really neat. Um, in terms of how we set up the show, I want to give you, I want to peel back the curtain a little bit just so you can see. Uh, we had one cameraman who was actually a, I believe, a tier two um, for Major League Baseball this year, which means that he can be in close proximity with the players, but he was also tested like every two or three days. So he was going through a lot of testing for coronavirus. Um, so we had one live cameraman down there and then we set up a shot, you know, over high home plate. Um, and then there was the one that's on the, ter- on the shell um, right behind or right in front of uh, the, the mound. And then a bunch of other several shots just around the ballpark. Um, so yeah, like you mentioned, you know, you get one cool shot from the press, from the press box, which is just, that high home look but with all of our different cameras we used some gopros as well we were able to uh get a lot closer in on the action and uh jason latimer who is our director of communications was able to 
get some of the players along with us to go on the show, whether that was a quick interview or we even got to play some trivia um, with the players. So that was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, uh, it was obviously it was uh, sponsored by or I should say powered by prize picks. So, uh, you know, they're a daily fantasy sports and we were able to plug them. Um, but I guess in order in, in terms of like where it was born out of, it was born out of being able to promote a a company but then we had this idea for the show and uh you know truth be told i kind of just hopped on the scene when it was pretty much formulated so i just was able to carry out the show but i didn't have a lot of hand in the ideation of the story or the show itself but to be able to carry it out was a lot of fun for me we, we got that beautiful window for just a couple days when josh a smith and josh t smith were on the roster together and right in with them i remember that that was that was uh man and they had just gone on the team so i was like all right josh a is right-handed but he's on the left side of the screen and josh d smith is left-handed but he's on the right side right side of the screen and then their numbers were similar and it was like all right we got the battle of the josh smiths you know and it was that was a that was a really funny trivia and josh a smith has a lot of personality i'll say that all right, we'll go to the question number four. What is the name of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sensei? You don't see it on the screen, but it's sensei. Who? What is the name of their master? Splinter. Splinter! Yes, you got it, Josh. Grew up on Ninja Turtles. I actually three asked my dad oh. one day to drive the van into the sewer. True story. There you go. He's got a mic drop. I want to thank Josh A. Smith and Josh Z. Smith. Thank you guys for playing the Marlins Trivia Challenge. How cool is it that, like, the Marlins were able to keep it together, dude. Like, yeah. we had 19 players, 18, 19 players that we lost to the coronavirus. Nobody in their mind would have thought this, right? And the fish were able to, over 100 transactions, over 100 transactions during the season to stay competitive. And look at them now, dude. They're in the postseason. Like, how proud are you? I'm like, sometimes I feel like crying. Like, I'm so proud <laughs> of these guys. I, I did. I, I will let you know that I did cry the night that we clinched because I was just like so overcome with emotion. Um, and then in terms of being proud of these guys, I mean, I get to see them. I mean, not as close as I would have in years past, but that's like that's my squad. Right. Like I get to watch them and I, I'm announcing them and I get to know so much about these players, whether that's those interviews on BP Live as Eli mentioned, or another show that we do, you know, we did a lot of virtual events, uh, some were public and some were private. And as you're talking to these players, you kind of just get to know them and you realize that their heart for the game is just so much bigger than the passion anyone else has for anything. I mean, you were talking about how you basically converted a Nationals fan uh, out in the UK to be a Marlins fan. It's it's like that, you know, seeing the, the players in action and then like just who it's, they are coming out on screen. People, it's, it's, Mike, yeah. Mike, people ask me, why do I do what I do? Why do I talk about the Marlins? And at the end of the day, like, I'm a filmmaker, and I'm, every day I'm on set, I wear a Marlins jersey, whether it's old go. school, new school, modern, whatever it is, dude. Like, I'm just ready to go to battle. And, like, I love these Miami Marlins so much, the Florida Marlins so much. Like, dude, I got so much passion for them. And, like, I can't be the only guy that has so much passion for them. Like, we want to transmit this passion and love for them. Yeah, and, like, man. You know, I'm so glad that this is finally happened. Like, the coronavirus finally had to strike. And, like, yo, I'm so glad that I was able to go across the pond and talk to a Nationals fan and say, yo, dude, don't sleep at the Marlins because the key thing to winning championships is defense and pitching. And, yo, you know what made my whole season – like the Marlins going the whole the whole World Series right now, and no, nothing's gonna top that, right? But you know oh, what man. made my you know what made my season when the guy the Nationals fan was like, "Yo, <laughs> listen to this Marlins fan, yeah, man, I'm with him." It's like <laughs> it's like fuck the Nationals, let's go Marlins. <laughs> and to hear a Nationals fans say that, dude, how cool is that? Like it's like, yo, I did this, I do this, I do these podcasts and all this. Because I love transmitting my love and passion for the Miami Marlins, for the Florida Marlins, to the whole community, bro. Like, I can't be the only person that feels like this about them. And, like, how good does it freaking feel? Like, we're freaking back in the playoffs, dude. Like, oh, I'm so excited, dude. Like, I mean, nobody, nobody can talk down talk us, dude. Respect right. Miami. 
Respect Miami. That's what's on the shirt, man. I get to talk trash now. You know, be like, yo, my team's in the playoffs. Where's your team? No, your team's sitting at home. Yeah, cool. You know, so, um, but yeah, in terms of the pride, like, I grew up a Marlins fan. You know, I, I, I am blessed to work for the Marlins. Like, I have one of the coolest jobs in the world. Like, this is, I, I can't even really believe it still that I'm here, but. Mike Biona. <laughs> Yeah, see, like now I have you announcing me. Like I don't normally have anyone announce me because I announce every everyone else. So yeah, you, know, you can follow me around. You can announce me. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I I'll never forget when I was like, yo, I was trying to do like some. Uh, I was trying to do like a, a a narrator announcement. I was trying to join like the Fox Sports Florida team, and like JP Aaron Sibia was the guy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I can't, I can't, I can't really compete with the guy. He's a major league player, right? Yeah. But I'll never forget how house, like how nervous I was, and I was like, "Yo, let me just transmit my passion to this." And like for that one second, I transmitted the passion that I have for the Marlins, and all those officials looked at me like, "Yo, this guy, this guy's got some passion to him." You know what I'm saying? So like, and yo, and, and, and like, and, out, and, you know? and, and at the end of the day, like, I don't feel no type of way about JP. Like JP, I'm so happy JP got that gig because like, I couldn't, I couldn't feel that capacity that he's at. But like, JP brings a whole different narrative to the whole game, and like, I love it, and I love how the Miami Marlins are commute. Like, we're, we're together. This fan base is united, and like, dude, 2020. I I don't want to. I don't want you to look at me crazy. But I feel like we're about to go into Chicago and we're about to punch the Cubs in the freaking face and we're going to stun them. Because if any team is a feel-good season in this baseball season, it's the Miami Marlins, dude. Nobody was expecting us to be here. And I love it because it's the fighting fish against the world. That's right, man. Miami versus everybody. Because, Mike, uh, I mean, you've got to – even with the pandemic, I mean, everybody was inconvenienced by this. But you, um, yeah. as covering the Marlins and a part of the Marlins, you got a really raw end of the deal just because they played an unbalanced schedule. They played only 26 games at home, and some of those were right. in there. So you only played like 22 days at home. Right. And exactly. I'm wondering what your routine is for watching these playoff games starting on Wednesday. What do you do to make it understanding how much is at stake? But that obviously you're not in attendance yourself, but uh, what's, what's your setup going to be? Well, I need to run to uh, a hardware store, find some pins and needles and go sit on them because for three hours, that's what I'm going to be on, you know, starting two o'clock on Wednesday. Um, But I, I'm going to be, I'm just, I'm going to be watching at home, watching it on the big screen. I might still announce our our players because it's just out of habit at this point, you know? Um, And I'll, I'll be locked in, bro. I'll tell you that much. I'll be all over Twitter. Um, so I'll be happy to engage with all of you guys and all of the Marlins fans and all of uh, Fish Stripes followers. So I will be all over it. And I'm excited because I'm I'm doing my job. Like, I'm watching baseball, but it's like, it's my job to do it. So it's I'll not be- that, yo, yo, it's not that you're doing your, do- your job. You can pay for this, dude. Yo, yeah, you the mad I'm dog. Bye. You, the, you the mad dog. I wish I was... Cuando sea grande, quiero ser como Mike Piana. <laughs> this freaking guy. No, man. I'm just, I'll be engaged for sure. Um, and, you know, uh, if we need a rally, I'll put on a rally hat. Um, I'll be chanting, uh, let's go Marlins at the screen. Uh, and like I said, I'll be all over Twitter. So I'll be riding along with all of you guys. Like Mike, real quick, uh, running it back to the last game of the season. I felt so heartbroken in the sense that, like, we lost to Jose Reina and we also lost to Sterling Marte. Like, it was heartbreaking. It was devastating for me. And, like, I feel some type of way in the sense that we like we lost Jose Reina because this guy's been a bulldog for us in our rotation, in our bullpen. And, like, to see him go down like that and for the pity of Ray fans to celebrate that Urania went down, it bothers me. I'm going to keep it at a thousand. Yeah. yeah, so I'm with you. Jose Urania has been an absolute workhorse for the Marlins over the years, and he's been a joy to watch. Uh, he's super nice off of the field, so whatever you know, Braves fans feel about him are 
pretty ill-conceived, you know. Um, so obviously it's very sad that he went down like that. Um, but the mantra of this team, along with why not us, has been next man up. And, uh, you know, we'll have some tricks up our sleeve, I'm sure. I, I can't confirm or deny. I don't know who that next man up would be. But I know that the guys will be ready. Before we hopped on this call, um, Michael Hill had a press conference and he clarified that Starling is okay and that he's expected to get full strength for the series. He's expected to be starting with game one. That's good. The other one is if you're a big Marte fan, like so many people seem to be, we have our own custom T-shirts, Marlings, that little G inside the Marlins, and it's the same font that the team uses. Really nice white T-shirts. You can get those at fishstripes.com. I encourage them very comfortable. There you go, man. I love it. I love the plug. Uh, yeah, Marlings. I love it. It's uh, like you oh, said. Oh, no, 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 for the Spanish for the Marling. Spanish community. Oh, yeah, love Marling. Marling. <laughs> that's why, that's why it works out so well, you know. So uh, he's been he's been a great addition to the team. And Eli with some breaking news. It's good to see, good to hear that uh, Starling will be all right and ready to go for game one. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it was a little bit surprising for the Marlins to trade for Sterling Marte. But, damn, it feels good that we got a Sterling Marte. And it feels good for the front office to be like, yo, we're going for it. And, like, making a transition to the next conversation, I want to talk about the Chicago Cubs. Yo, Chicago, y'all better not let Steve Barman into the game. Steve Bartman or not, man. The Marlins got this covered, so I will not worry about pitching, Steve fans. Pitching and defense wins championships, bro. I'm not worried about the Cubs. I'm not worried about nobody, bro. I'm super happy. I'm super excited about the Miami Marlins and the way that they're out and about, and they're ready to face the whole world and shock them. Those are the fighting shock fish. The shock the world, man. That's it. That's the That's the new mantra, I think, for the playoffs. And like I mentioned earlier, that's something that Jazz was talking about yesterday. It was we're here, you know, we're we're here not to to just go through the motions of it. We're here because we believe in this team. And when when you see us in the World Series, don't be shocked. And that's that's what Jazz Chisholm said. So uh, that's the bar right there. How do you feel about Marlins Twitter? Like, yo. Shout out to first place fish. Give it to me <laughs> again. Yeah. They really got some cool, like, legit oh, man. stuff, dude. It's like, they make like you smile, and it's like, wow. It's like you, man. They've got that passion. And so it, it's been funny to watch. It's it's very, very humorous. I mean, I'm a fan of those. Uh, they're really, really uh, enjoyable to me when we, we get a win and then first place fish is out there. Uh, but is it that dope, though? Isn't that dope? After I so mean, many years for our community to come together and we're all yeah. together for like, let's go fish. Give it to me again. Like, yo, like to see that excitement all around Marlins community, dude, yeah. it's really legit. It's really exciting. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. Well, that's exactly what you want to see, man. Like you, you want people to be excited on Twitter about your team. Um, and their team, you know, and, and Marlon's Twitter is great. Like I, I've met a lot of awesome people uh, just through Twitter um, that have kept up with the team. You know, some of them are new fans, but a lot of them are like old school fans like you and me. So, uh, you know, I encourage everyone to continue to interact with us uh, at Marlins and with me at Mike Biana. you know, like it's, it's a lot of fun for me to see what you guys come up with. And, you know, I, I, I listen, truth be told, I can't, respond to everything that everyone's saying because I still have to tell the company line. So that's a disclaimer, but um, I see everything. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. Bueno, señores, Mike Viana. Señores, Mike Viana nos acompaña aquí en el Marley's Barbecue. <laughs> Yo, Mike, before we get going, let's get into a little bit of this and that. This or that. And we go a little bit position by position. All right. So I'm going to start off with the hardest position ever. I don't think any of these are going to be 
be that hard for Mike. I think I think I know where he's going with every single pick. <laughs> but there you go. Don't call me a homer. Don't it's okay to be a homer. It's okay to be a homer, man. Ain't nobody judging you. You got a hobby. You got a Javi Baez, you know what I'm saying? Or you got a Miguel Rojas. Who's your guy? Miguel Rojas. He's the MVP of the Marlins. To me, Miggy Rojas, Air Rojas. Shout out to Fish Stripes also for that one. Um, Yes, Miguel Rojas. Ten times out of ten, twice on Sunday. Give me Miguel Rojas. Who's your first baseman? Jesus Aguilar, baby. You know, he was was the reason why... Mike Diana, a.k.a. Vince Scully. Uh, uh, I got to go with Jesus Aguilar. You know, he's the reason why uh, we have that ride the wave. He started that. So we wouldn't be on this wave without Jesus Aguilar. He's been one of the most consistent bats, not just in the Marlins, but throughout MLB this year. So give me Jesus Aguilar. Jesus Crush. Talk to me about Brian Edison. Like, does Brian Anderson deserve to have an extension or does he deserve to be on a one-a-year one year basis? Well, this is one of those things that I can't speculate with. Three home runs, three home runs, one game. Talk to me. PA, hashtag PABA. See, again, one of those things that I can't talk to you about because it's a contract thing. But I will say that I love Brian Anderson. He fits the mold of this team. He is a leader on this ball club. He is a top <laughs> – I'm going to sound like a homer for saying this. He is a top two third baseman in Major League Baseball, and he ain't two. So yeah. do the math. Mike Biana, a.k.a. Joe Fizarro on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. We love Joe Fizarro. Joe Fizarro is the guy that motivated all of us to be here at this moment. As Miami Marlins fans. Yeah. Yo, Mike, thank you so much. Guys, I'm Alex Contreras alongside Mike Biana, Eli Sussman. Thank you so much for joining us on the episode of Marlins Barbecue, baby. Woo! We're playoff bound. About to, we're about to beat everybody in the playoffs, bro. Y'all ain't ready for us. Let's go, Marlins. Let's go, Marlins. Eli, cue the music, baby.